This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It is the 50th anniversary of the Paris Peace Accord that brought the Vietnam War, at least that part of it, American combat troops, uh, to an end. Uh, but we did not learn our lesson. You then had Iraq and Afghanistan, what, 20 years combined for both. We're still in Iraq, by the way. I think we got five, 6,000 troops over there. Um, $9 trillion, according to Brown University. Um, more combat dead, more PTSD, more broken homes, more broken lives, right? For what? For what? What is that part of the uh, Eurasian landmass like today? And now we're about to do it again. Cortez, I want to go first with you about Intel. But but Joe Biden, as Brett informs me, Joe Biden's out this morning on these stuff. And he's bragging, hey, I got the economy. We're on fire. We're rolling. And the problem, only problem we have is, is this chaos. It's nothing but chaos on the Republicans. And the chaos is driven by extremists, MAGA extremists which would be yeah. this audience, sir. What is your assessment of that, and how does that manifest itself in the American economy, Steve Cortez? Sure. Well, let's look at, at two data points to, of course, completely disprove Joe Biden, who lies every time he speaks, basically. Uh, let's look at, at a company-specific one, and then the macroeconomic data in the United States regarding personal incomes. If we look company-specific first, uh, the real story of the day today in capital markets is Intel, the semiconductor giant uh, with just a, an absolute mess of an earnings report. Right now, as we speak, it is down 7.5%. That is a stunning move for a company the size of Intel and normally far more predictable than this, down 7.5% in just a day so far. And Steve, some of that is company-specific, you know, some real mess-ups by management at Intel, but not all of it. And the reason I say that as proof of that is one of its competitors, KLA, also a, a chip massive uh, firm, KLA is down 5% right now on the day. Both of these firms, what they blame it on is inventory. They are saying that their customers have so much inventory that they simply don't need to buy new chips anytime sooner, at least at the rate that Wall Street was hoping for. Now, to get to the macroeconomic point, to bring this to the personal level for the audience out there, uh, why is inventory building? Well, it's because personal incomes, unfortunately, are absolutely plunging, and we have some new data to talk about there. If we can show chart number one, slide one, uh, this is a data analysis from the Heritage Foundation that was published on Fox Business's website. Uh, and it talks about, and this came out of yesterday's GDP report, disposable income for the year in 2022 fell $1 trillion. Americans lost a trillion dollars in real disposable income. Now to put that in historical terms, as a percentage, it is the biggest drop in history with just one exception, 1932. 1932, Steve, was the worst year of the terrible years of the Great Depression. So we have set another horrendous mark for economic 
futility. You know, I talk a lot about how we are now at unfortunately 21 straight months of declining real wages. So like I knew the situation was terrible. I didn't quite know though that it was the worst since 1932 until we got this new data. So connecting the dots, it's not surprising that the chip business is having a hard time because the end consumer lost a trillion dollars in income last year, the worst year since the Great Depression. Let me ask you, the, the, the um, Intel is a good proxy, sir, for the overall health of the American economy? Yes, I think particularly in light of all the recent economic data we've gotten out, particularly current data, not backward-looking data, current data as it relates to things like PMI, purchasing managers' indices, all of which have declined significantly into contraction, meaning recessionary territory. And I would I would also point out, compared to the rest of the world, because of course Biden and the, and the liberal media, which carries his water, they try to say, oh, these are just global forces. No. Not only is the United States in recession, according to every serious PMI indicator, but we are also doing the worst in the advanced world. We are literally the worst in show when it comes to those data metrics. So when you combine that macro data with this company-specific point on Intel, KLA, chip maker stock, stock performance today, when you also combine that and view that in light of the absolute destruction of personal income, of, of real prosperity in this country, the economic situation is incredibly dire and it is worsening, you know, and that's why there has to be a sense of urgency for the Republicans in the House who, again, do have leverage via the debt ceiling to, to force, to instill some discipline on the process because the exorbitant borrowing and spending is what stoked this inflation, along with other mistakes like attacking American energy and escalating the war in Ukraine. But primarily, it's the exorbitant borrowing and spending of the U.S. federal government. Okay, I want to connect some dots here for a second. What Steve Cortez says and in, in, to bridge into Dave Brett, but it goes back to what Dave Brett's been saying for a long time. And this gets us, it brings us back to the centrality of the fight over the debt limit and, and about the spending and why we keep saying, show us the model. You got to show us what's going on. And I want to go back to the Financial Times of London, uh, which is, remember, this is the tip sheet for the party of Davos, okay, the most powerful newspaper in the world the Financial Times of London, uh, along with The Economist magazine. So here, debt ceiling row just adds to Fed's problems. It is absolutely essential here that we connect, and now we've done it, and The Financial Times has got it, the, the narrative. You must connect the Federal Reserve to the whole issue of the debt ceiling, and you must uh, – I don't know if Denver got that. You must uh, – just pull the camera in right there. Um, the uh, You must connect – uh, the Federal Reserve, the funding mechanism to the fiscal domination of our political class and continuing to bury the American people. And here's the reason. And this is why you have to see the model because it's not – they talk about a sustainable economy on, on climate change. This is not sustainable financially. The reason that they don't want to show you a model is that they have no way out of here. The only way they're going to have out of here besides, you know, scaring you on Social Security and Medicare, which are not going to be touching anything people are talking about, right, is that they can't show you a model because all they're going to show you is deficits, trillion to trillion and a half dollar deficits as far as the eye can see every year, every year, financed not by the Japanese, not by the Chinese, the CCP, not by the insurance companies who only buy a certain number of bonds, but just basically continuing to print money at the Federal Reserve. It's not sustainable. That's why we have them. They're cornered now. 
And what Dave Bright has been saying, the only reason you've got any juice in the economy at all is the continual Keynesian straight shot of adrenaline that they keep giving you, whether it's the American Recovery Act, whether it's the Infrastructure Act, whether it's the mini Build Back Better, which is the omnibus. Look at it. This is how you got the incremental $10 trillion, $10 trillion. And they're throwing around $100 billion Ukraine. Who cares, right? Because they don't have to make adult choices. That's why you're the adult in the room. That's how Ukraine, the southern border, right, all connects with the debt ceiling fight, the spending, and eventually the Federal Reserve. It's all of a piece. And we're going to disaggregate this. But what Brad has been saying about the productivity and the economists are focused on productivity, the underlying basics of the American economy is kind of a carcass, right? It's not particularly productive. We're not really having the animal spirits of driving these types of things, of, of driving production and driving a real economy. This is all financial engineering. And how do we show it? Let's connect another dot. Chevron yesterday, $75 billion, as Steve Cortez brought up, and then Dave Walsh. Instead of putting that money into exploration and development and production and marketing and pipelines and all the types of capital equipment or things you would put money in, $75 billion to just do, you know, it's the complete financial engineering. Buy the stock back, drive the stock price up, let management, you know, warrants kick in, all their options kick in. They make money. You, you decrease your capital base, but you're not building the productive side of your business. Dave Brad, is that essentially the summary of the dilemma we find ourselves in? That they have this opportunity. The only reason they have this opportunity, because the rest of the nations on earth can't do this. Why can't the United States? We have one massive export. It, we have something the whole entire world needs, and that's a Federal Reserve note. All the transactions in the world still are essentially converted into dollars, international transactions. So we, we are the prime reserve currency. We're the reserve currency for the world. And I think the BRICS are starting to meet today. The global south has wised up to one central part. They control the vast amount of resources, right? And what the west, particularly the United States, controls is a greenback, is a fiat currency, not essentially backed by anything except the full faith and credit of the United States. And that full faith and credit ain't Tom Cotton, and it's not Senator Wicker, and it's not Powell, and it's not Biden. It's none of these clowns you've seen up here that are hiding all this stuff from the American people. The full faith and credit of the United States is those kids that died in the rice paddies in Vietnam, right? It's the kids that are going are on the border of Romania right now, the brave 101st Airborne, the Screaming Eagles, that did so much in World War II to liberate Europe for the second time after he'd already been over there with, with Blackjack Pershing and General MacArthur and everybody in World War I, had to go back in World War II, right? Now in the Cold War, now we're there again. That's the full faith and credit of the United States of America. Every person that coaches a Little League, every person that coaches a soccer team, everybody that goes to work every day, the full faith and credit of this nation is you. It's none of these swells on Wall Street. It ain't Larry Fink. It's none of that. It's you. And you're being, you're being conned. You're being absolute conned because they think you're morons and they're going to treat you like morons until you have a great awakening. Well, part of that's spiritual. The other part is just, hey, we're going to savvy up on where, how the actual system works, okay? Because you're the one getting crushed. Dave Bratt, please take the stage, sir. Yeah, well, very well said. And uh, part of the reason the American people have been conned is because the American people are kind. 
but I just opened up the good book uh, for a little review, went through Matthew. Uh, everybody get out the red letter edition and go through, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, the text. It's important for what I'm about to say, uh, because the understanding of that book and his wisdom, he was shrewd. He knew the hearts of men, whether they were the everyday sinner, uh, whether they were wicked or whether they were evil. And he responded in kind. And so if you'll notice, the language we're talking about here only has to do with elitist macro institutions. That's part of the evidence that we have a disaster on our hands. I got 28,000 business students here at Liberty. A lot of them want to go out and run the family business and do small firms and stay around here in Lynchburg, et cetera. Uh, they can't do that because uh, we've allowed our economy to be distorted beyond comprehension. I'll give you a few slides. Most of you know this story. Uh, these slides come from Lance Roberts at Epic Times just a couple weeks ago. He laid out a, a very nice story like the Epic Times does in detail. And so, uh, Denver, if you've got those slides, uh, they start off with the uh, outsized returns. The S&P 500 uh, have yielded over the past decade or so. Uh, not the norm, uh, much higher returns on average than in the, in the years prior you see on that slide. Uh, next one, why that happened? Uh, the black line you'll see on the next slide is Federal Reserve uh, engagement, growth, printing money. And then the blue line is the S&P 500. You can see they're almost mirrors, like Steve just got done saying. Uh, the Federal Reserve has enabled uh, this run up in assets. Well, what's wrong with that? Next slide uh, just shows the, uh, the, the accumulation on the Fed's balance sheet perfectly correlated with the S&P 500. The scary part of this is it's only gone up. Uh, that's about ready to come down. A bunch of those dots are going to go down. That line's going to go down, and we're going to have some hard times uh, in front of us. So what's that going to look like? Next slide. Uh, here's the real economy. The blue is GDP. It's the stuff you make every day, right? Cars, refrigerators, food, et cetera. The red is the financial sector, which is just dwarfing. Uh, the growth rate, it's the S&P 500, right? So the blue is the stuff you make, small businesses, manufacturing, industry. The red is the financial industry. Everyone wants to go in the financial industry chasing money all over the place instead of making anything. Uh, well, now the outsized gains you've seen in the red uh, are, are, are magnitudes above what the real economy is producing. Uh, next slide, what's wrong with that? Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave hang, on, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Sure. We're going to save the punchline for after the break. Uh, Dave Good. Bratt, uh, we're going to hold Cortez for just a minute or two. Stick around. Uh, this is Economics uh, 401, not 101. Macro and micro combo. Don't get that too often. Only in the war room. Friends, you know as well as I do, the institutions we used to trust are collapsing. When things hit the fan, and trust me, they will, you need to rely on yourself. No one else is coming to save you. That's why I've invested in emergency food from My Patriot Supply, and you should too. Right now, if you go to MyPatriotSupply.com, you'll get their new lower pricing on three-month emergency food kits. These kits give you breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that average over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Your alternative is to stand in long government food lines. Do you want that? Does your family want that? Now listen. 
time is not on your side. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save $200 on your three-month emergency food kits while you still can. These kits are in stock, and they ship fast, and they ship free. They arrive in unmarked boxes, too, so nobody knows you have food. You'll thank your lucky stars for that when the time comes to use them. Now go to MyPatriotSupply.com while you can. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we've got the punchline coming up uh, with uh, the punchline coming up with uh, Dave Brad. I want to hold for a second, Cortez. I know you got to bounce. Uh, any? Uh, I didn't get a chance to get you in on the on the wicker uh, first strike thing. Any thoughts on that, sir? Because right. I know you have a lot to say about this expanding world war in Ukraine. Yeah, listen. Uh, there's being wrong on policy, and then there's being dangerous and actually evil. And talk about a nuclear first strike is the latter. Okay, it's absolutely reckless. It's dangerous. It's immoral. It's evil to talk about first strike nuclear attack. Okay, think back. By the way, I, I think this is the most dangerous geopolitical moment for the United States since the Cuban Missile Crisis. But think back to the Cuban Missile Crisis when we actually had Soviet weapons that were practically touching the United States, right, 90 miles away from the American mainland. Even then, Steve, even then, first strike nukes was not an option. I mean, that kind of attack was considered unconscionable, right? We certainly considered conventional attacks against those missiles, but not nuclear attacks against uh, the Soviet Union, even with that kind of incredible danger to the American homeland. So Wicker is so insanely out of bounds here, but unfortunately he's, he's the worst example, but he's still representative of the Washington war machine. And, you know, just to, to sign off on this, Steve, all this economic stuff is massively important. Obviously, we have to get this straight. We have to restore prosperity in this country. Uh, but none of that matters if we allow the Washington war machine to spin us into World War III. So we've got to stand on all fronts. Hang, hang on, hold, slow down for a second. For you to say this, you're saying it's, you believe it's the most dangerous moment geopolitically in the country, and that includes 9-11. Everything has gone on since then, since the, uh, quite frankly, one, if not the most frightening moment of the Cold War? Yes, because, Steve, what we are risking right now is a confrontation with the second most powerful nuclear foe on the entire planet. I mean, that's what we are literally slouching toward, and that's the thing. And I say slouching toward it because, to your point, the case has not been made why this is in our interest. You know, why this level of brinkmanship is justified or called for, okay? And Washington, the Washington war machine needs to have the decency to at least approach the American people and try to make a dispassionate argument why the eastern border of Ukraine is this consequential to the security and prosperity of regular Americans, and then make that case and then put it to a vote. OK, and put it to a vote and make people go on the record. We are already at proxy war with Russia and we are on the brink. We are on the precipice of getting into actual hot war, large scale hot war. I'm sure we're already at small scale hot war, but large scale hot war with Russia. So, yes, given that and given that it is a nuclear foe, uh, which in many ways probably feels it has few options other than nukes. And given that we have American senators talking about first strike nuke. That, that, to me, Steve, is the most dangerous moment for this country, geopolitically, national security-wise, since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Steve, how do people get to your writings, all your analysis, uh, and your chalk talks? Yes, please follow me on the Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve. Cortez with an S. Appreciate it. Steve, thank you very much. Dave Bratt, uh, give me the rest of your charts and your summary analysis of where we are, sir. 
Yeah, the first slides uh, are available out on Brat Economics at Getter. They're just the setup to the story uh, that we've been going over forever on the Fed mismanagement of, of the money supply and their balance sheet. Uh, the result is the pie chart, uh, if Denver's got it, got right there. Uh, that pie chart shows you the outcomes, what the Fed has caused for uh, the populace uh, and the average person out there uh, trying to eke out a living. 50% of the American people get 3% uh, of the assets, own 3% of the assets in this country, meaning the bottom half of the population uh, don't own anything. This is the problem, right? For your, all your hard work, sweat, uh, sweat equity, small business, long hours, uh, you get nothing. The elites on Wall Street, uh, the folks in Washington, D.C., and the global elitist headquarters around the world, they're reaping all the benefits of your hard work, of your $21 trillion in GDP. Uh, and this cannot go on. This is not sustainable. That's what you've been saying. And it is coming apart right now. The Fed is having to increase interest rates to slow down the economy uh, in order to get rid of inflation, but also to end this cycle of disasters, which they, they know they have to end. And the last slide is the, is the best summary slide of all. Uh, make sure you share these uh, with young folks. Uh, but the pig and the python there, right? This thing just shows uh, that the stock market returns of a 180% uh, uh, over the last years uh, have dwarfed the growth by six times. Uh, those returns from the stock market are six times that of growth in GDP of the economy. That's the mismatch. That's the markets are disconnected from the economy. And we have to get back to basics and get back to our fundamentals uh, of working with industry, manufacturing, making stuff, educating our kids and getting them into that pipeline and, and not just going out and chasing uh, financial markets every day. And Cortez just had it right. If we don't get that war story right in the first place, uh, this stuff's going to be a footnote. Yeah, but it's this is t totally tied to this entire uh, inter this entire war effort. Um, Brett, where, where do people you're putting great stuff up on Getter? How do people get to you there, and how do they get to you? They want to access you at down at Liberty. You're the dean of the business school there down at Liberty. Yeah, Brat Economics, B R A T E, Brat Economics on Getter. I've been posting a lot uh, this week. All the fundamentals. I try not never to repeat. Uh, so go back and you'll see the productivity stuff. Yeah. Productivity down forty years in a row. And then third floor, business school, Liberty University, bring your young scholars up here. A lot of war room, war room folks come up. In fact, a, a, a world-class scholar from Switzerland today contacted me. He ordered a, a, a biblical interpretation of the book of Leviticus from Germany, uh, in German, of course, and they included a war tax on it. And he thought the folks on your show should know about that. Uh, so that's the type of stuff by wow. the reach you have, Steve, across the oceans. Vortex. Well, tell the tell the tell the scholar that we appreciate his uh, watching. We'll make sure everybody knows they're putting war taxes now yeah. on things in Germany. Uh, Dave, Brad, thank you very much. Honored God to have bless. you on thank here. You. Um, I want to go draft Caroline. I want, Caroline, you you kind of shook up the world last night. I want to, before I get into the houses going. It, 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 Twitter exploded, Getter exploded last night because you and Carrie Lake were going around and it come to the conclusion the state party people were coming up that uh, they don't have any way to raise money, right? They're all broke. And nobody's ever talked about that. And you, you had that wonderful idea. Well, Carrie Lake and others 
we're, we're all getting back and making sure you raise money. And that was like a huge, was that a huge revelation to folks? And how come that hadn't been, well, it was been funny. done a, to make the I, state party stronger? Yeah, I get a call from a Washington Post reporter who was like, clearly the other side had used it as an oppo dump and said, Caroline Rand is going around and meeting with members and promising them that if they vote for Harmeet Dillon, they'll get Carrie Lake and other big name surrogates to come and do uh, fundraisers for their state party. And I kind of laughed and I said, yeah, I don't know if this is a this is a bizarre oppo dump because, yeah, that's in Harmeet's platform. One of the biggest issues we hear from these state party chairs is, you know, they're nervous to come out and vote against Rana because they kind of they, they get these big party transfers every couple of years. You don't know how much it's going to be. It's very hard to budget off of that. And so Harmeet said, well, what, why don't we just help these folks raise money into their own parties? We've got this army of wonderful surrogates who are willing to go around. And, and Carrie, the funny part is Carrie will go help raise money for any of these state parties because she's a wonderful, good person. It's not contingent upon a vote, but it, what turned into what was supposed to be, I guess, some sort of oppo dump was also turned something that's just a wonderful idea is a surrogate fundraising program to go around. And even Mike Lindell agreed to do it, too. He's like, I'll go around and help raise money for all of these state parties. Why do we have to be on welfare of the D.C. you know Republican National Committee? Let's help these folks prop up themselves and get the money into into their clubs and their local chapters and their state chapters so that they can hire the necessary staff and get the grassroots uh, events going and door knocking and, and not have to be um, relying on those transfers. It, 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 this get, by the way, this gets back to McCain-Feingold. McCain was upset because of South Carolina, uh, you know, the Bush apparatus down there and that party beat him. So McCain-Feingold really destroyed the state parties because it really cut off their ability to, 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 to get soft dollars, right? And so the whole state party has always been weakened since that. That's one of the reasons right. so dependent on their own seat. We had Matt Brainerd on with Joe Kent the other day. I want to make sure because people, the business model of the RNC is very different than the DNC. The business model of the RNC, they're kind of vendor captured, right? right. I mean, a lot of what uh, Rhonda put out when she put out her 150 people that supported her, weren't half of them vendors? I mean, isn't the RNC essentially a vendor captured consultant captured entity and that's the central beating heart of the problem ma'am it's by far the biggest problem and this is the big platform that harmeet talks about is that if you even go and look at the fec reports these vendors have all remained the same whether or not they're mail vendors tv vendors um phone vendors text message vendors and the the big thing is we've we lost in 2018 2020 2022 they're not changing vendors they're not changing staff and in the closing arguments, actually, Rana's big closing argument last night was that, look, we cannot do it. You know, we're on a good course. We can't if it's too disruptive to have a new chair come in and change. She won't. Harmeet won't have the time to really build up an infrastructure ready for 2024. And I kind of pushed back and said, wait a minute. All the other committees, the NRC, the NRCC, the NRSC, they change chairs every two years. And when you change chairs, you get a new executive director and comms director and finance director. And it's fine. What it, I mean, that's like a a three-week process. This is not going to shut down the whole country. But, you know, we, I, I do, we put too much weight anyway on these party committees. The Democrats are fighting us through 501c3s. That's the most important thing that we remember here. And the, the DNC isn't a relative entity to the Democratic Party. But the RNC, we are so centralized and focused around it because of this, all of the money flows through it. $1.5 billion. And, and we need to be able to get more money into the grassroots, whether or not it's into local state parties, figure out an apparatus of C3s. And so that is a big message that we've been talking to folks about. And we're hearing it really from these 168 members in their states that say this is a big problem. What does the vote look like right now? We've got about a minute. Give us your assessment before we figure out how to follow you during the day. <laughs> I truly don't know anymore. I mean, we came in here in a, in a massive 
uphill battle. I am extremely, extremely proud of the race that Harmeet has ru- has run. I think it has made a, a great dent in, the, I think the RNC and the 168, and really, we've heard so many of them say they never really heard from any folks, and now they, they one of them said they actually ended up going to dinner with someone who emailed them, and had they forged a great relationship. Another one said they got over 800 emails and are adding it all to their club. But it's a secret ballot. I have no idea what's going to end up happening, but it's uh, it's been a very exciting week, and so just stay tuned. Uh, the DeSantis move was absolutely brilliant. Uh, real quickly, how do they follow you, Caroline? Where do they go? DeSantis wins either way in this. He recognized that there's a grassroots movement happening, and so no matter what happens, by doing that, that was a, a strong move. So you can follow me at Caroline Wren, strong and move. then and, um, wait, see what happens. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, CPAC is going to be uh, March 1st through the 4th. We've got a special deal with CPAC. Let's put it up. You get $47 off the general mission price. I want all the war room posse. Everybody had a great time in Dallas. If you go in the chat rooms and talk, it was incredible. Um, Turning Point was incredible. We're going to be doing the show live there. Real America's Voice is going to have a huge presence. All the big hosts, all the big shows are going to be live. Uh, also, I'm bringing in Mike Lindell right now. We're going to do our, our Lindell TV show, the 6 o'clock show, also live there. want all the war room posse. We literally want everybody. We're going to do breakout rooms just like we did. We got to meet everybody at Turning Point. And at CPAC in Dallas, we're going to do the exact same thing. So we want a huge turnout. It's a great way to kick off the year. So that's March 1 through the f- 1st through the 4th at National Harbor, back into Washington, D.C. And they're going to announce, you know, President Trump's going to be there. They're going to announce all types of great things are going to happen and get more into it. But go right now uh, to the uh, – look at uh, to, the, to the CPAC site. It, to War Room's got its own special section. Do slash War Room. Go right there. You get your $47 off. Uh, Mike Lindell. Um, so we had Mark Mitchell on here yesterday. The uh, a poll, and it's kind of a blowout number. You were at 30%. I think Harmeet was at 20%, and Rana was, I don't know, 15% or something like that. But it, you, you had a pretty huge spread. Um, but that was a poll of 1,000 registered Republicans throughout the country. How, does that, how do you believe that translates? Because I'm hearing right now the place is kind of in turmoil because of DeSantis and you and others and – there's, well, you don't know how this is going to turn out. Well, What's your assessment? Reality. Yes, sir. The reality is the people in this country want an outsider. They don't want Harmeet or 
uh, Rana. I almost doubled both of them. And and this is, uh, you know, this is what I'm seeing here is as I'm talking to the 168, the ones that are really, you know, how are we going to change this? And I, I did my speech. I said, we have to silo out each thing. And now both of them are saying, well, we need to look into the vendors and the, the email blasts and the text marketing. Um, that's what I said, Steve. This is what should have been done a long time ago. And, uh, and then I talked to them all about our election platforms, which, as you know, I'm two years ahead of both of them in that respect. Um, I, oh, I do know one thing. I do know one thing is that we we need to, no matter what happens today, we need to hold either one of them accountable for our election platforms. The people want me in there for number one reason: straighten out our elections and straighten out the RNC, so people will have trust bringing back to the RNC. And this is what I'm seeing. So the people want, an, they want a businessman in there. They've spoken, almost double both of them combined. And you know what? It is a secret ballot, Steve. Now, will this club, will they go outside of their their, their club and, and vote for that outsider? Yeah, we'll see. But all I know is that the people want uh, an outsider, a businessman, someone that knows how to run a big business. And uh, is that someone that has had a, a, um, failures or is that a lawyer or is that a businessman that's already done all this stuff? So that's where I'm at, Steve. And, do they, uh, do, 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 do the 168, because it's fairly hermetically sealed, do they understand that it doesn't stop today, that this is really a kickoff? Like, for instance, if you win then major reforms coming, massive restructuring, new vendors, a focus on uh, getting rid of the machines, a focus on going to paper ballots nationwide, a focus right. on right. election integrity, that we can't let the Democrats just steal elections anymore. But right. if somehow you don't pull it off, it's not like you're going away, right? This this, this process now, because I can tell our audience is so on top of this, like, oh, I finally understand how RNC works. I finally understand the vendors. I finally, you know, uh, Harmeet and Lindell have explained this to me. So walk us, right. the, the 168 get that? Right. Now I've got an inside look, and I've heard from them all. This has been a very – I've got to be inside. By by getting the nom, nominated being here, that's a win, everybody, in itself, because I've had – I've got to talk, get the inner workings of the RNC, knowing uh, who might be in it for some uh, other agenda, knowing uh, that, hey, we're overpaying here, we're underpaying here. I mean, we're overpaying these vendors. Some stuff should be done within the RNC. But I will make a promise to everyone, no matter who it is, because they have both said, and I don't, and uh, whether whether that's true or not, they have both said, I look forward to working with Mike Lindell. Yes, he could come in. Um, and, you know, let's look at these election things and let's look at these uh, these silos of, uh, of uh, you know, your email blasts, all these things in a business, the marketing, see, the branding, the messaging. And when I did my speech in there, I would, I had, uh, I don't know how many, over 100 of them come up of the 168 after I did my speech and said, wow, you know, you bring up such a good point. I went to, I went out to California for a week. I was with all these liberals and Democrats, these 25 to 35 year olds. I said this in my speech. I talked to them in the street. We took pictures. I said, do you guys like $7.30 gas uh, and all this stuff? And they go, no. And they go, no. And I said, well, they do. How did you vote? They said Democrat. But Steve, they didn't know what the Republican Party even stands for because they've been brainwashed. I say we have to have a new slogan of the Republican Party, the party of common sense. That's it. Uh, the party of common sense. So both of them, too, if I don't win either one of them, 
I'm going to hold them accountable for um, to the people because the people have spoken. They don't want either one of them. They want myself in. They want a, a businessman who has done everything. I've been there, seen it, done it. Is 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 your tactics? If she doesn't win on the first round, then you get into a floor fight. Then you have a real opportunity. You obviously can't win on the first ballot, but if you hold her below, I think the eighty-four she needs uh, is 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 that open a path to an alternative, and you could be that alternative. Is is that your strategy going into this? Well, well, first of all, Steve, it's holding either one to below eighty-five. We, they both got to be below eighty-five. And then, yes, that is my pathway because I can, in between, there's not one argument that could come up where I'm not the better one for the job, period, period. Now that I've been here, I mean, this is, and now with that poll coming out yesterday that, you know, I'm in this to win it. I'm not going to sit back and go, okay, um, this one's going to be better than that one. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make a deal and get out after the ballot. No, I'm here to win it. And I'm going to, I don't care if it's a fun. 50 rounds. We, you know, let's make, uh, let's make the McCarthy, the speaker. Let's, let's beat that record here. As long as we get to where we're supposed to get to, that's what it'll take. But I, you know, like I say, I'm, uh, I'm hearing things here, different things where I'm, I'm not happy where, you know, if I'm not in there to win it, they better give me have access because the people have spoke, Steve, it's what the people, what? the, the media is here and they're, and they're, what, what? Me, they're going, well, well, Mike, you're the number one. Every the people want you. Um, what do you say about that? Are you going to win? I said, I can't. They, some of them didn't even know you were running out there till this Rasmussen poll. And I'm going, well, the media doesn't want me to win, and the establishment doesn't want me to win. And uh, but here I am. I'm talking to the people that actually vote, Steve. So if they don't, if they vote against the people, they've got to hold. We got to hold them accountable. What is the thing that you found that has most been enlightening or upsetting you? Is it about the vendor control of the RNC or the it, it, that it's more focused sometimes on making money, doesn't share data? I mean, well, what you, you're a pretty tough business guy. What is it? What is it that you found that's kind of shocked you, or you feel that you didn't know, enlightened you, and and and, and, and has increased your fervor to get this thing sorted? I'm having trouble getting in. I hope you go. Oh, there we go. Um, um, I would say the most disturbing thing is they, uh, um, a lot of them, there's so many that were, that don't, that don't know that they're like, uh, they really don't know the problems that they're, that, and what the, and what the grassroots, what the people out there are upset about. And they don't understand from within, as I talk to each one on an individual basis, it's just shocking to me that, they don't know or that they're afraid of the, some that do know they're afraid to speak out about these problems. Um, you know, I brought up data trust and win red. This just got to be looked into these. Some of these prices are too high. Some of these vendors, they charge for text messaging and email blasts and stuff like this. These things need to be looked into by somebody that knows what you should be charged or if it's better to bring them in house. Um, the other thing that kind of disturbing is that a lot of them, um, uh, they think that there's a that the reason that there's no you know we just got to do the same old same old and and we're gonna win no you have to you have to do what we've been doing for two years and and on the ground the people out there that are going let's get our election systems corrected great thing in Alabama I've been telling these guys do you know Arkansas we had Cleborne County went to paper ballots hand count do you know Alabama just dropped Eric a couple of them said well what's Eric I'm going are you really you know. 
it's like they, I'm educating them, Steve. And I think if I have access, no matter what the outcome here is, we've got to hold all the 168 accountable that they need to really know what's going on out there and really hearing the people of this country of what, because they represent the people, they were elected by the people and the people want change, but they want the right change, Steve. They want, it can't be the part of the same old, same old. Maybe it's a process, we'll see. But um, they, need to, they need to understand. When I got up there on that stage and talked for a half hour, I'm going, wow, I never knew that. I never knew that. Yes, we're winning in this country. This isn't a thing that, uh, you know, it's like they're all watching Fox News and they're not getting the truth. They're not getting the news. You know, I don't get it. Which brings up another thing that was very disturbing when I was here, that AT&T and, um, and DirecTV canceled Newsmax, everybody. That's disgusting. More cancel culture. I talked to these 168. I said, do you see what's going out there? They're trying to cancel our voice. We need to get the messaging out from the RNC. We need to use social media and everything else to, to brand, Steve. We need to brand this, the party of common sense. The, the last thing, you've been endorsed by the, the precinct strategy uh, movement. Uh, is there any uh, – are they open to the fact that they really understand what the precinct strategy is? They understand why people are so upset that they're volunteering to do this? And do you believe that they're open to embrace that movement with, uh, with open arms, sir? That's been one of the most talked about things, Steve, with me anyway. They are so – they were – they have all complimented the people that have call, emailed them and called them because it was when the precinct strategy, when they endorsed me, that's when they started getting all these emails, and they said they're the most cordial, positive emails they've ever gotten, and they were flooded with them. But they were great emails like, you know, here's what Mike Lindell can do, rather than bashing what the others didn't do, the other two, and what they've done, and why this one's wrong, why it should be mine. It's just, they're saying all the positives. That was across the board, Steve. So I want to do a shout out for all you precinct committeemen out there from precinctstrategy.com to, um, and uh, to Dan and Steve. These guys, these guys, uh, these emails have been just so important and it opened the eyes. These guys are, that really, that really helped them all wanting to come to my suite and listen. We have the suite. They've been coming just for the last three days, just a train of them coming in and we get to have one-on-one -on -one and tell where we're at in this country and what we need to do. And it's been great, Steve. Mike, how do people follow you throughout the day here? What's the best way to do that? Because it's about to kick off. It's going to be quite Frank, intense. Frank's Beach, you guys go there. We're going to be cutting in and out Frank's, at Frank's Speech. Get the app if you don't have it. You can follow me. I'm posting on Getter. I'm posting on Truth Social. And, um, and uh, we, uh, I'm just so I'm, I'm glad to have the country behind me being uh, almost double the other two. And we'll see what the 168, if they really listen to what the people want, Steve. But I'll tell you, they, uh, they've they learned a lot, and now I have access. Now, remember, I have all their numbers now and stuff, and I became friends, you know, just uh, instant friends with a lot of them where, you know, we've connected. I've had the, the important thing is I've had some of them come back two, three, four times because they, they want to, uh, they go, wow, you're just a wealth of knowledge. And they, uh, and uh, that, um, um, so that's going to be, yeah. um, that's fantastic. Just make sure they're not, ju just make sure they're not there just to get a promo code. Yeah. Kidding. Mike Lindell, you're Roma fighting. <laughs> you're fighting. You're... By the way, we're going to play later your Huffington Post takedown. It was brilliant. Mike Lindell, don't ever change, brother. You're an American <laughs> original. <laughs> Mike Lindell, that and Dana Point. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. <laughs> 
Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now. By the way, go to Getter. We're going to be up. Grace Chung, uh, Nicole O'Grady are out there right now. We're going to be doing more. Captain Ben and myself uh, throughout the day. Jack Basovic will pick up for Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's out there whipping votes for Harmeet right now. Um, News item uh, before we leave. And by the way, we're going to go out with James O'Keefe was on last night. He talked about this incredible video of him confronting the Pfizer executive that essentially said Pfizer was doing gain-of-function experiments to, uh, I don't know, to weaponize this virus even more, to look how to sell more vaccines. Um, But uh, news item here, this exclusive to the Daily Mail of London, is WHO preparing for nuclear war? And this is the Mac Daddy on Drudge right now. Health Body publishes list of medicines for nations to stockpile in case of, quote, radiation or nuclear emergency, end quote. As the European Union warns, Russia is at war with the West. Well, Ukraine is not the West, and the eastern border of Ukraine is not the West. That is, that is the Eurasian landmass and that is not the west it's never been considered the west this is a border dispute over the eastern russian speaking border of ukraine which these people have been fighting about for thousands of years and they're going to fight about thousands of years from now and now because of escalation by the uniparty and this is tom cotton and wicker and all of them in the senate and you've, you've got some voices in the house but in the house and this gets back to the debt ceiling and the debt limit and the spending the spending at the Pentagon is out of control. There's already on the table uh, what in the first round in the in the in the deal cut with McCarthy is seventy five billion dollar cut to defense. Now Republicans don't support that House. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I actually believe you need a starting a hundred billion dollar cut in defense, and I'm as big as hawk as you can get, particularly in taking down the existential threat to the American people, the Chinese Communist Party, in the defense of Taiwan. But we are spread over hell's half acre throughout the world 
taking on too much. The only way, and this gets back even to President Trump's comments on cutting the budget, it's not waste, fraud, and abuse in foreign aid. Those are relatively small things. Um, you have to talk about your commitments. You have to take away the commitments first, and then the money will follow. We're too overcommitted everywhere in the world, and people know that. The military is absolutely stretched thin, so thin that this new armament of uh, in, in Ukraine is a big deal to the fact that the Taiwanese that have ordered and we've allowed them to buy the uh, M1A1 um, Abrams tank. Uh, and now it looks like the Ukrainians may jump in line and we may take some of the tanks designated for the Taiwanese and send there. That is not acceptable. The Chinese Communist Party in Taiwan is number one. That is in the vital national security interest of the United States. Whether you think, <coughs> excuse me, we have a moral obligation to defend democracy uh, against the CCP because we didn't defend it in Hong Kong, that we have to defend it in Taiwan, leave that aside. Right now, it is Silicon Valley West. Our economy will be absolutely categorically destroyed, right? With all the plants coming back in Intel and the chip sack, everything, we're still a long way from being independent of Taiwan for chips. And right now, uh, we're not even close. Okay, I want to make sure CPAC, um, CPAC is March 1st through 4th. CPAC takes place then. Let's put up, we can put up on our, yeah, there we go right there. Who's that, who's that handsome guy? Oh, that's me. Um, in a seen better days, right? Um, March 1 through 4, you get a $47 discount off a general mission ticket. That general mission ticket will get you access. We're going to do the live broadcast. Real America's Voice is going to have a huge presence there. We're going to do a live. Um, we're going to do live like we did in Dallas, like we did at at Phoenix at the Turning Point. The audience, the War Room Posse, loves it. We're going to interact with everybody. We're going to have breakout rooms. We're also going to announce some new initiatives from the War Room. You're going to want to be there. It'll be a festive occasion, uh, plus a serious occasion. President Trump is coming to speak. And I think Matt Schlapp and the team are started, going to start rolling out and announcing other speakers. You don't want to miss this. It's back at the National Harbor at the Gaylord, this fabulous facility. Uh, it's going to have everything there, all the, all, the, um, all the panel rooms, the breakout rooms, the main stage speakers. Plus, you're going to see uh, you've got the, uh, the room where everybody puts out their, their material. You'll get to meet every conservative, every MAGA organization out there. It's absolutely incredible. Um, so make sure March 1st through the 4th, we're going to be announcing other things that the worm is going to be doing in conjunction with that to make it a, a more immersive experience for the total war room posse. So 47 bucks off. And uh, there's other programs you can sign up for, but just go to CPAC and uh, it, it's right there on our, on our, on our, uh, on the platform right now. Go to CPAC. You can get it all. We're going to be back here five to seven. Liz Harrington is going to join us tomorrow. We are doing live coverage of the New Hampshire speech at 11 o'clock in the 10 o'clock show tomorrow morning. We'll be picking up the president's speech live. In addition, we're going to do a pregame and we're going to stick around to the end and we're going to do a postgame analysis of all of it. So you don't want to miss that. Five o'clock, Liz Harrington is going to kick off uh, with a discussion on uh, the president's. She's the head communication strategist. She's also going to talk about the president of Ukraine. As we leave, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes of the incredible James O'Keefe video. 
It's up on our site. You can go see it. I got it up on uh, Getter. So let's leave with that. Go ahead and play it. We'll see you back here at 5 o'clock. This, this is incredible. And stick around. Jack Basovic sitting in for Charlie Kirk. Sitting with Charlie Kirk at noon. Uh, Jack Basovic. Uh, we'll see you this afternoon at 5. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses. Is this real life? I'm literally a yeah. liar. What, I was trying to impress a person on a date What's your by position? lying. Uh, this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not why the way. Why don't, are you doing Don't this? tell anybody. Someone who was just working in a company to literally help the public. You f***ed up. You really did. Please read the class. As soon as possible. It was very unsafe. Can you please unlock your door? War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.